Do you want to go first? Um, I don't care. It's up to you. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. So you already know, but I am covering the black eyed children, AKA black eyed kids, AKA I'm going to call them BEKs because I don't want to say that whole thing. <laughs> so I just have like a little bit of information about them, what they are and some theories. And then I have a bunch of stories that I'm just going to read directly. So hopefully all two of our listeners are cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you and Sadie are cool with that. <laughs> And Baker, because he's there too. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> okay, so what are they? They appear to be children. Um, they're usually between the ages of 6 and 16, and they usually appear in a group. Um, normally, they're wearing outdated clothing from like a different time period or clothing that seems wrong for the weather, like wearing summer clothes in the winter, um, etc. Their eyes are black. Um, Black-eyed kids make sense. They usually start out by looking down or hiding their black eyes from whoever they're speaking to. And then they speak oddly as if not speaking their native language. They always demand entry into your home or car or life or just entry to you in some way. They get very demanding and pushing, pushy and have an aura that scares animals. And they appear and disappear without explanation and can often exhibit psychic powers and affect electrical devices so some of the theories oh are you a black-eyed child (laughs) he said no i'm not i like your watermelon on your shirt are you nervous (laughs) it's okay should i keep going or do you guys want to have a moment you're good okay So one of the theories is that they're aliens or some sort of human-alien hybrids. Um, So the result of allowing Black-eyed children access to your home seems to be consistent with the consequences of radioactive exposure. Um, So a lot of the people, not a lot of the people, but some of the people that have claimed that they've let the Black-eyed kids into their homes ultimately end up with cancer, which people that are around radiation often do. That's why we're not supposed to be around it. Um, This is similar to some of the claims about the close encounters people have with aliens and UFOs. So, Hmm. I never knew the whole uh, radioactivity thing. Yeah, I didn't either. That's insane. Until I started digging into this, which is really scary. This this whole thing is so scary to me. Anything with kids scares me. Yeah, anything, literally anything paranormal at all scares me. You know that. (laughs) So... (laughs) I love it, but also hate it. Yes. Um, so radio or radiation emitted from UFO engines is supposed to cause something called moonburn syndrome. Reports of how BEKs look are similar to grays, which are a type of alien. Um, both are said to have black eyes and pale or olive skin, which could you imagine seeing either <laughs> of the two? Me in the winter. <laughs> yes, also me, but just pale, not olive. I'm very like I don't know like warm complected I think I don't know if we have any listeners you can you can tell me if I'm completely wrong but (laughs) I don't know um so the reported hypnotic quality of the children's black eyes is in line with what some abductees report of their experiences with aliens so in some of the stories I'll talk about this but when the children are um 
asking entry into a person's house or whatever, just, just talking to a person in general, they, the person that they're talking to reports that they almost feel like they're in a trance or being hypnotized by their eyes, which I do to people as well. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> maybe I'm a black, maybe we're <laughs> black eyed kids. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, these connections have led many to suggest that black-eyed children are in fact alien-human hybrids, although alien abduction reports never include permission or consent. So it's odd that BEKs need consent to come inside because normally aliens will just abduct somebody. But, you know, maybe there's different kinds. I don't know. It's just a theory. Another one of the theories is that BEKs are the spirit of a murdered child um, so one of the BEK hotspots is Canuck Chase, England. Um, this is the same location of a serial killer in the 1960s called the Monster of Canuck Chase. Hopefully I'm saying that. It's C or saying that right. C-A-N-N-O-C-K. Canuck, Canuck. I don't know. Um, dumb. Dumb. No, person I don't know you. Maybe Sadie can tell us. <laughs> 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 so it's also a hot spot for nefarious occultists in quotation um some say that a demon haunts the forest as a result of a long history of human sacrifices and dark rituals so this is something we'll have to cover as well yes and then another theory is that they're a demon or a vampire just based on the feelings of dread or fear they elicit from the people they bother um, and then needing permission before entering a home Usually you have to allow a demon into your home or life. You know, yeah, whatever. they have to be invited. Yeah. So I don't know what they are. I just think they're scary. And I hope I never, ever come into contact with one besides you. Yes, obviously. Okay. So here are some of the sightings slash stories. So the first one, this is the earliest reported sighting. And it was in 1996. This is kind of like the most popular one too that I found when I was um, researching this. So it happened to Brian Bethel, and he is a journalist from Abilene, Texas. So Brian was in his vehicle in the evening. He stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater um, to write a check. He wasn't paying attention when two boys approached his car, and the older boy tapped on his window. Brian rolled his window down and immediately felt a soul-wracking fear, seemingly out of nowhere and for no reason. The older boy spoke, saying that he and his brother wanted to watch a movie, but they forgot their money at home, asking Brian for a ride, assuring him that it wouldn't take long. They were just two kids. They didn't have a gun or anything. That sounds exactly like what somebody with a gun would say. Ooh, I want to say red flag. Me when I lie. <laughs> <laughs> this made Brian nervous, obviously. And he said that the last showing had already started. And by the time they get back, it would be nearly over. In his recount of the incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all encompassing. And it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. The older boy started getting frustrated with Brian and told him that they couldn't get in the car unless Brian said it was okay. Brian sped out of the parking lot. And that was the end of it. I don't like that. I hate it. Big hate. So the second one that I have, so on November, um, just November 2009 in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, a U.S. Marine was alone in his room one evening when he received a knock at his door. He opened it expecting to find his roommate, but instead found two small children, which, why are there two small children on like a, mar or a military base? Yeah. 
this that in and of itself even if they were real children is a huge red flag and yeah. not his favorite so upon seeing them he said he was filled with dread <laughs> and had a strong urge to slam the door in their face before even realizing they had jet black eyes he asked the kids what they wanted there's an ice cream truck outside my house right now <laughs> <laughs> the pause <laughs> the pause that i kind of want to go get an ice cream. <laughs> He asked the kids what they wanted and staring straight into his eyes, they said that it was cold outside and that they wanted to come inside and read. He shut the door quickly and the kids continued knocking on his door. This happened for several minutes along with rattling on his windows. No. 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 The door is one thing. Don't touch my windows. Don't knock on my door, period. Unless you're going to come. Oh, I just want to read. No child ever says that. No child just wants to read. I certainly did not. No. Um, after this happened, he asked around to some of his friends and colleagues the next day, but nobody else had any encounters like this, which is also weird because you would think on a military base, yeah. even if they didn't have an encounter, but just like saw two kids walking around, I feel like you would know. You would yeah. know. So then my third story happened in July 2010. An Ohio man was working a night shift. So Ohio. <laughs> night shift we're gonna yeah, have to watch yeah. out for those watch out for the night shift it do be getting silly around there <laughs> an ohio man was working a night shift at a data center he was on break around 5 a.m smoking a cigarette outside and noticed two teenage boys staring at him from across the street and became immediately unnerved teenagers scare the living shit out of me especially we, we went to not to get off subject, but we went to the high school game last night, the football yeah. game, and mm, they're different nowadays. Especially teenage girls. I'm terrified of teenage girls. Yes. But I'm sure teenage boys aren't much better. Yeah. And they all stink. Also, you didn't even catch my uh, My Chemical Romance. Reference. Oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> So he finished his cigarette and went back inside to work. Two minutes later, someone buzzed the intercom from the front door. It was the two teenage boys. So he pressed the talk button. He's still inside at this point, um, asking what was up and saying he was busy. Neither of them said anything, but one of them motioned on camera for him to come outside. He told them that they needed to leave and he went back to work. I would immediately call the police. Oh, yes. But that's just me. I'm just especially teenagers at 5 a.m. Go home. No. Go to bed. I'm just trying to enter some data at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the two boys continued to stare into the camera as if they could see into the room, which they couldn't because it was just like a camera on them. And then there was a monitor that he could see them on. Um, this went on for another 10 minutes or so before the man decided to go to the front door and tell the boys to leave. Before opening the door, he looked at them through the one-way glass and they looked normal except for having completely black eyes. He proceeded to open the door and warn the boys to leave or he would call the cops. Once he opened the door, before the man could even say anything, one of the boys said to him, that will not be necessary, sir. We simply need to use your phone. Can you let us in? Before he even said anything. So they were, basically, they knew that he was going to say that. He told them nobody was allowed in and they kept asking. So he pulled out his phone and again, threatened to call the cops. He went back to his work area to watch them on the monitor, and one of the boys still stood there staring into the camera while the other went to the back of the building and stared into that camera. So now you have two boys staring into two different cameras. Mm -hmm. This is horrific. This is like 
what happens in sleep paralysis. The boys made their way into like a camera blind spot and then disappeared completely. By the time the police got there, they were gone. So love that. Love that for him, not for me. Oops. There you are. Okay. Um, my fourth story. So in January of 2016, an unnamed woman made claims online that she encountered BEKs and let them into her home. This one is wild. And this is another one of the really well-known ones that I've seen a bunch of times when I was looking into this. So the woman claimed to live in Vermont and in the middle of a blizzard one evening, there was a loud knocking at her door, which first of all, don't, don't knock at my door, period. Don't, don't knock loudly. <laughs> like pay a bill then. <laughs> the woman. Actually, I forgot you're not invited. So don't. <laughs> The woman looked out the window as she went to answer the door and saw footprints leading up to the door, but she didn't see any vehicle around. So I guess pretty often like vehicles would stall out or whatever, break down in this area, which so is that's what she, that's what she assumed. It was a broken down vehicle. <clears throat> um, so then she didn't see any vehicle around. She woke up her husband as the BEKs continued to knock on her door and the husband went and answered the door. So there were two children, a boy and a girl, who were not dressed for the weather. So I mentioned earlier they'll be wearing inappropriate clothing for the weather or for the situation. So they were not dressed for the weather, and the woman immediately felt unnerved. Despite this feeling, she invited them in. Trust your gut. Don't let strange children into your home. I don't care if they're children. <laughs> I'll, I'll call somebody to help you, but you're not coming into my house. <laughs> yes. She ushered the kids toward the living room and noticed her cats were afraid of them. One of the cats was even hissing at them. Again, red flag. Red flag. She also noticed that anything she asked them, when they would respond, it wouldn't be going along with what she said. They'd say, our parents will be here soon, which is <laughs> so creepy. Mm -hmm. So she offered to make them hot cocoa. And when she came back into the room with it, she noticed their eyes were completely black. While she was staring at them in horror, they both suddenly asked if they could use her bathroom. She directed them to the bathroom, and a couple minutes later, her husband's nose started bleeding, and then their power went out. She went to go get her husband a tissue and noticed both of the kids in the hallway staring at her. Um, they broke the silence and said, our parents are here, then went on to open the front door and go outside without saying anything else. Just let themselves out. As the woman went to close the door, she saw the two kids getting into a black car as two men in suits stood next to it. Men in black? Oh, I think so. Which, aliens? Aliens. Um, then they got inside and drove away. In the months following, the husband was diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer. She herself started getting regular nosebleeds and said she was in the worst condition of her life. She attributes all of this to that night she let the BEKs in. Insane. I never heard that one. You never heard that one? No. Well, now you have. And that just brings like the whole men in black thing, it just brings me back. Like, are they because the first reported sighting was you said 96? Yeah. It's like, are they training them? You know what I mean? I, no, I mean it, it makes you at least question things. All right, story number five. One night, a man was dozing in the spare bed in his 
infant daughter's room when he heard a strange bump outside his house. Initially, the man thought nothing of it, believing it to be the family cat, but the thumps continued. The man checked the porch, but the cat was nowhere to be found. He then walked into the kitchen and found two figures loitering outside his front door. No. Cage. <laughs> Cage. They knocked on the door. Both were boys around 10 or 11 and gave off a pungent moldy odor. Can you imagine somebody knocking on your door? First of all, I'm already mad that you knocked on my door. Second of all, you smell moldy. Don't ever get your crusty moldy ass out of my house. Why do you smell? Why? Why do you smell moldy? Why? No, it'd be different if they were like, like pubescent, like BO smell, but, but moldy. moldy. <laughs> Which that kind of, I know like, that's I feel like I've never heard of this before but the moldy smell kind of makes me think of like a demon yeah that's true but from I think they're more like a sulfur yeah. smell but yeah, that's what I'm saying like yeah. I've never heard of like moldy but I don't Maybe know the baby one it's <laughs> not fully fully ripe yet <laughs> not ripe yet the baby demons have to grow in the earth's crust yeah it's very damp so it gets moldy <laughs> they're covered in mushrooms as well oh god oh, disgusting okay so these moldy little boys knocked on his door <laughs> and they they asked they asked they asked him you want to know what they asked him what they said may we use your telegraph <laughs> fresh out of telegraph paper sorry it's actually um our tele <laughs> our telegraph machine is broken <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we have a typewriter though yeah <laughs> i have two tin cans with a string <laughs> yes. that. take it or leave it actually i think my morris code machine's up and running <laughs> that one um so then one of the boys asked him that and he was looking up at the man while he asked that to the to his horror the man realized both boys had eyes that were completely black he ignored the odd remark about a telegraph and the man told the boy he didn't have service in his house and shut the door as the man slowly made his way back to his daughter's room the two boys thumped on the walls the man clutched his daughter to his chest as the boys incessantly knocked against the window. Their eerie eyes and awful presence made the man too scared to fall asleep. He remained crouched on the floor of the room for several hours, fighting to ignore the knocks that occurred every couple of minutes. The moment his wife's alarm clock went off, however, the knocking ceased and the black-eyed children were nowhere to be seen. The way I would be crying the Not entire Truly. Truly crying the entire time. Um, and I have two more. So this is number six. One evening, a man living in British Columbia decided to see a scary movie at the local movie theater. That's your first mistake. Mm. <laughs> so he was already on edge because of the film. Um, he jumped from his chair when he heard a knock on his door later that night. That's, that's correct. That's the correct response. With each step he took towards the door, the man felt a sense of dread flood down his spine. Nevertheless, something compelled him to open the door. And this is where it kind of comes into play where I talked about earlier how they people feel like kind of in a trance or like a almost like a mind control situation. Because me personally, I if I have a shiver going down my spine, I am not answering the door. I'm hiding. But if a BK is controlling my mind and forcing me, drawing me to them, 
then I probably would. Yeah. Um, standing on the front porch was a beautiful teenage girl. The man guessed she was around six feet tall. She a bad bitch. <laughs> and she had beautiful blonde hair. May I enter the premises? The girl asked. Who says that? Just say you're a skinwalker. Yeah, literally. Um, the girl asked, looking up at the man with solid black eyes. Horrified by what he saw, the man screamed and slammed the door in her face. He marched to his bedroom, pulled out a gun, and sat in a chair in the corner until morning. Correct response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hours later, the man went to retrieve his mail. The black-eyed teen was nowhere to be found, but the word soon was etched into his front door. <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> and again, I don't, I'm just reading these. I don't know how true they are. <laughs> the way I would immediately <laughs> uproot my entire life sell my house they can have it oh. soon soon and then my last story so on Thanksgiving 2015 in suburban America a woman was enjoying the holiday on her own in her house when she heard a knock it was around 7 30 p.m when she heard a knock on the door believing it to be her neighbors she opened the door without looking who does that no even if I know my family's come up I still look and I have to like brace myself yes exactly um she opened the door without looking however there stood two boys outside of her door with an eerie stance which I it didn't say but I want to know what the eerie stance is they avoided any eye contact but kept insisting to enter the house the woman became hesitant which is when the older of the two boys became persistent it is here that they finally looked up and the woman noticed that they had completely black eyes. She shut the door on them, but they continued to knock on the door. Eventually, she fell asleep. How would you fall asleep during that? You could not. Well. Well, apparently she did. I was going to say it's equal, but that wasn't a thing yet. In 2015. Oh. It might have been a equal situation. It definitely was because I'd be yeah. taking that. <laughs> she was already at that point where she had like taken the the little bit. And then started yeah. fighting. And then she took her second dose. She was the pre she the pregame gulp. She was already past the pregame. She was like about to go to bed. Yes. She was like, nobody's gonna ruin this for me. <laughs> um, eventually she fell asleep during the early morning with all the lights on and the TV playing. But when awoke, she found all the lights turned off and the TV filled with black and white static. No. And that is my last story about the black eyed kids. I don't like any of that. I hate it all. And I was so scared researching this. 2015, that's too recent. I don't like that. I'm going to try to dig a little bit more into it, I think, and just see if like any, there are any other accounts. There were, there was one where somebody talked about like seeing their kids get murdered by a black eyed kids, but that's obviously. That's a bit too much. Way too much. I'm assuming that's fake, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's real. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I figured it was too fake to put on here. I feel like that would have made news. Yeah, I think so too. I think somebody was just chasing some clout there. Yeah. But nonetheless. If it is true. Sorry, guys. If it's true, sorry. Don't sue us. Don't cancel us. We're just girls. We're just little teenage girls <laughs> that are almost 30. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's insane to tell me something horrific the soon one dude i know i'm gonna be thinking of that for a while i'm gonna find out where you live and don't i'm gonna write soon on your mailbox with a heart with a heart <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say a tongue sticking out emoji <laughs> that way you'll know <laughs> sadie i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna show you this she's seepy girl <laughs> is she actually asleep or is she faking she is full on asleep oh she baby on the metal arms of my chair <laughs> i miss being a child and just being able to sleep wherever literally wherever if i sleep on the wrong pillow now days Re recovering for days it's over for me <laughs> you with your neck the other day yes i i felt like big ed from 90 day fiance i could not turn my neck turn my head i had to turn my whole body to look it hurts so bad that's hilarious sorry big ed don't sue us and don't cancel us we love big ed we love 90 day fiance and big ed even though he's kind of problematic at times relatable <laughs> okay so I you think... guys tell me something horrific huh you gonna tell me something horrific and ruin my day can you hear me what am i supposed to tell you a horrific story about what i don't know what's what's your story i forget what do you mean you forget oh you're talking about <laughs> oh my god dumb i told yes. you that you know um, i don't know we just like kind of started this podcast or something i thought you'd want to tell me a horrific story of a murder dumb yes i do okay so we are going to talk about margaret douglas um, back in early April 2018, friends and family were unable to contact Margaret Douglas, which was super uncommon for her. Uh, they were very concerned that she had fallen or had some type of medical emergency, given that she was 98 years old at this time. April 3rd was the last time anybody had heard from or seen her. Uh, she lived alone at her home in Wadsworth, Ohio, after her husband passed away in 2000. On April 9th, family members decided it was time to call the local police department to conduct a wellness check. Once on scene, police and family members assisted, assisted each other, searching for clues as to where she was or what could have happened. Um, two specific things they were looking for was her, she always carried a little red wallet with her, and she had a pair of shoes that she wore all the time. It was then her nephew, Howard Leisure, found her shoe in the closet, only to realize that it was still attached to her deceased body under a uh, Which, like, I could not imagine. Oh, no. No. Because, you, you know, you're already going in there, like, concerned you're going to find her, like, she fell or something because she, she's 98. But and then no, just, it's, it's much worse than that. Yeah. 
Um, he's quoted as saying, I pretty much lost it. Something I'll never forget to find her like that. Which, I, again. I, yeah, I would imagine that's just burned into your memory forever. Um, so a little bit about Margaret. Uh, she was born Margaret Mary Frick, September 15th, 1990. In, I'm sorry, 1919 in Akron, Ohio. There wasn't a whole lot about her childhood and teenage years other than she worked as a waitress at a local restaurant. She was described by friends and family members as very social, outgoing, and independent. Um, she loved to work in her flower beds. Um, she loved being outside. She loved nature. One of her favorite things to do um, was to travel with her husband, Douglas. They were married in 1958, and they were soulmates. Aww. Um, they had owned their home in Wadsworth before digital records ever existed. One of their favorite things to do was they liked to go watch the Cleveland Indians play. Did you say they, this happened in 2018? Yes. So they were married for 60 years when this happened, right? He had passed away in the year 2000. Oh, gotcha. But still, they were married for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, family and friends described them as soulmates. They were inseparable. They opted to not have any children, but had plenty of nieces and nephews to keep them busy. Uh, she was looking forward to celebrating her 100th birthday the following year, which is so sad. You know, she lived. Oh, freaking sad. Because who knows how long she would have lived had this not happened. Well, absolutely. I mean, she was living at home. She was independent. She, you know. At 98? Yeah, 98. She just seemed like, she just seemed like everybody's grandma. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like the like the neighborhood grandma or like the pillar of the community, but in a yeah. good way. Yes. So police initially suspected burglary since they couldn't find her wallet. The only clue they found was a plastic glove, like a food service type of glove tossed by the back of her house. The way her body was found suggested a possible sexual assault. Her clothes were disheveled and torn in some places, which included her underwear being torn. Oh no. However, an autopsy did not reveal any evidence proving a sexual assault occurred, but, but that doesn't mean that he didn't do something sexually to himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also, how do we know how long she was dead before she was found? Um, I believe I think I get into that later. Because if it was like several days, then she might have been like too it decomposed had, to really tell. Yeah, it had been several days. Yeah. Um, after speaking to family members, police found out there was a local man that would routinely stop over and help Margaret with her chores. Um, so they obviously wanted to speak to him as soon as possible. They were unable to reach him at first. However, they found him hanging around outside of her home during the investigation, which is a big red flag. Yeah, that's really immediately I'm questioning that man. Yeah. Um, when they confronted him, he said he was nervous because he used to be her neighbor and wanted to know what was going on. However, he used specific details about her murder. Another red flag. Uh, yeah. Suspicion grew even more when this guy was overheard telling others at the crime scene that his that he was concerned that his fingerprints were going to be found in the house. Piling the red flags on. 
Um, he agreed to have his DNA tested against the DNA that was found on the glove, and it was not a match. He was brought in for questioning and told investigators that he had been at her house days before she was found, but wasn't able to find her. So that, I don't... Ugh. Yeah, that's really weird. you just going in her house? Yeah. Um, plus, he was able to prove um, his whereabouts. He had a pretty solid alibi. Turns out this this guy was just... He just really cared about her. Like a concerned neighbor, actually. Yeah. In a but good way. Police were determined to figure out what the fuck happened to Margaret. So they decided to take a step back and a look into smaller crimes that had happened in their city within like the last week or so. This led them to a trailer at a construction site that had recently bro been broken into. And one of the criminals left their phone behind. Stop. At the construction site? <laughs> yes. Where they broke into that trailer, they left their phone oh my god dumb me if i was a criminal this led them to a young man named zachary when he was brought in for questioning he almost immediately like flipped on his friend gavin ramsey oh my god gavin ramsey uh threw him right under the bus saying that he was not only involved in the trailer break-in but a string of petty crimes that had happened before that break-in he stated that it was all Ramsey's idea, which probably. So the friend was was in it with Ramsey, like the break-ins and stuff. Yeah, he was he was a part of it, but supposedly it was all Ramsey's idea. Yeah. Which teenage boys, you know how they are. They're yeah. big on that until they're confronted, then it's everybody else's fault. He's giving Gavin's a bad name. Yes. We love we love our Gavin. Well, our Gavin's I N, this Gavin's Owen. Oh, that's see. That's, That's where they get you. Um, yes. So Gavin Ramsey was born March 23rd, 2001, which. He's an Aries. Yes, he is. Yuck. Disgusting. Um, at the time of this incident, he was 17 years old, which means he was a junior in high school. Oh, my God. I was not thinking about stuff like this when I was in, a junior in high school. No. What was I? I don't even remember what I would have been doing. I was busy being depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Sad. Sad. Sad girl hours. A source said that he wasn't necessarily a loner, but he was into like some dark stuff. Obvi. At one point, he was treated for depression and was put on the antidepressant Zoloft, um, which I will come back to that. He was brought in for questioning by his mother since he was underage, obviously. 17 years old, man. Oh, no. Once in front of police, he started admitting to like the smaller petty crimes, like car, like breaking into cars and stuff. Eventually, after asking his mother to leave the room, he started to admit more serious crimes, which included meeting a man from a dating site and carjacking him. Ew. Yeah. And he did not want to discuss the sexual aspect of this meeting. Ew. I'm sorry, he just burped coffee. In front of his in front of his mom, he didn't want to say it. Yeah. Which I mean, I I understand that, but 
for why are you even carjacking people why are you carjacking people at 17 that was not something i would have ever thought about doing no investigators brought up douglas's murder but ramsey denied any knowledge or involvement but in their gut they knew ramsey was hiding something his mother gave consent to the police to search his phone and it revealed some of the most horrific things they could have ever imagined oh no um it was in like one of those hidden folders you can put on your phone Mm -hmm. they found both videos and pictures of margaret taken in her own home without her knowledge oh no that's like my biggest fear um and then another thing i wanted to note was she was known to not lock her doors so which i feel like it's pretty common for like like i know my grandma would never lock her door yeah and you i mean you don't think about it yeah and also if it was like a like a safe neighborhood like i know a lot of people don't i do but so nobody come to my house because my doors are locked a friend of mine lives behind her still to this day like she knows like she knew everything that was going on so i mean it's a safe neighborhood well i mean before this probably yeah so them finding that was essentially the smoking gun they were looking for and Ramsey eventually started confessing about her murder he told investigators that he initially just broke into her house for the adrenaline rush and once he was inside he just started to record her like ride a roller coaster or something truly like what is wrong with you play chicken with something you don't break in a 98 year old no no um while he was recording her she started to wake up and when she woke up he forced her to the ground and started to strangle her quote before he realized what he was doing stop i put doubtful yeah very doubtful you you know when you're strangling somebody yeah you know i don't i don't buy the whole like i blacked out thing that they always try to pull like yeah you knew what you were doing he's clearly obviously you know got some mental issues going on but yeah Mm. he was i mean he was okay like he realized what he was doing when all the times that he broke into her house and filmed her oh and that and it's just like you having this response to strangle her that's your response to know what you're doing is not right yeah who am i though just some girl just some dumb girl just i'm literally just a girl I'm just a teenage girl. He did not want to talk about what he did next, but evidence speaks for itself. The autopsy showed she had fractures to both her eye sockets, her C7 vertebrae, and multiple blows to the head. He ripped her clothes and exposed her, taking pictures and spending a significant amount of time with her body after she was That's disgusting. It truly. Like, <sighs> Normal people don't want to be around a dead body. No. No. Um, As I stated previously, there was a sexual tone noted. Um, I found several articles saying that she was sexually assaulted and others said she was not. But I'm just going to go off the autopsy and say that she wasn't. After he was done, he hid her body in her closet and fled to his home, which was in the same neighborhood. This led investigators to believe that he knew Douglas and targeted her, which they were right. He often mowed her grass, shoveled snow, 
you know, small odd jobs like that for extra cash. He was obviously, he was arrested. A search of Ramsey's home or his parents' home gave investigators all the evidence they needed, which included a glove that matched the one they had found um, behind her house, her missing wallet, in journals where he talked about serial killers and fantasies about rape and murder. Oh my God. Which I'm all for like writing your feelings down, but like, yikes. But your feelings shouldn't be that. Yes. I typically, I'm sad. This is what happened today. This is how I feel. Hmm. Um, one of the investigators quoted... After reading those, there was no doubt in my mind that Gavin would kill again if he had the opportunity. This is something he enjoys, that he finds pleasure in. This is horrific. In 17, that's what I don't understand. Like, it'd be different if, I don't even want to say it'd be different, but this is more like an adult crime? Yeah. I'm wording that right? Oh. It always makes me wonder when they're so young, like, what what happened? Like, it just brings, I don't know, it just makes me think of the whole, like, nature versus nurture thing. It's like, did, like, did something happen in his life to, like, twist him to the, to be like this? Or, or is he just, like, completely a sociopath? Right. Just was born that way. Um... So he was charged as an adult for aggravated murder, aggravated burglary, kidnapping, and abuse of a corpse. He pled no contest, but was found guilty on all charges. Since he was not 18, he was not eligible for the death penalty. His mother claimed that he had been in counseling for years and was placed on the prescription antidepressant Zoloft that, quote, changed him for the worst. Um, I didn't find any information on how long he had been on it. On on Zoloft but but a lot of people take Zoloft for extended periods of time and they don't act like this yeah I mean I was on it for a hot minute but and you probably didn't kill anyone no I have not uh forensic psychologist Luna Jones examined Gavin and determined quote he suffered from conduct disorder where a patient violates rules and engages in a destructive and violent behavior in addition to sexual disorder where he is aroused by the suffering of others without their consent. Oh my god. They included evidence showing that he had depression, ADHD, and and alcohol and marijuana dependency. Which... Again, a lot of people have all of those things. Sounds like a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. Cage. (laughs) Um, I'm not... I don't... Yeah, don't don't do this kids it's not do not recommend and if you do don't listen to our podcast yes we don't want you we don't claim you um cage experts cage. concluded that the chance that he would commit a similar crime was extremely high um he claimed that he was remorseful stating quote i wish i had the words to express how sorry i am end quote no so just the basic yeah the basic one that he says for the court very generic um however the notebook where he would write down his disgusting fantasies led others to believe that he was just a serial killer in the making yeah that's exactly what it sounds like truly 
Gavin Ramsey was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility for parole for the murder, as well as 10 years for the aggravated burglary, 10 years for aggravated kidnapping, and 12 months for abuse of a corpse. The judge ordered the sentences to run consecutively. Um, he is currently appealing his convictions because he sucks. Yeah, he big sucks. And yeah, that's Margaret Douglas. That was terrible. Horrific. I cannot um, imagine. Sad and disgusted. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. So we are on Instagram as Eerie Thoughts with a zero instead of an O. And then our personal Instagrams. Mine is Q-V-E-E-N-B-I-N-C-H. Sam's is S-A-M-M underscore S-T-O-R-A-D 1415. Um, we are also on TikTok as eerie.thoughts.pod. And then we have our personal TikToks too, which mine is the same. Is yours the same? Do you know? I think mine's the same too. And then what's our um, listener story email? Do you know what it is? Eeriethoughtspod at gmail.com. Just all, no like periods or anything? Nope. Okay, cool. Send us your creepy or sinister stories or your crimes not that you've committed don't tell us any of that yes because we do have an obligation yes we will tell on you if you committed (laughs) a bad crime but if it's like that you stole from walmart we don't really care about that yeah but yeah send us like but like but like don't don't do that don't do that but like if you do like we don't care yeah don't tell us about it yeah because i will judge you because yeah but only a little bit if it's Walmart. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. So send us all your creepy stories, anything, anything that you guys want us to know. If you know about like a case that you don't think is getting enough attention, we would love to like share it on our socials, even if there's not a whole lot of information. And that's all yes, we can like, share it. Current currently I'm so invested in the missing children in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, it's up to over a thousand now. Yeah. I in the last that. like what, like 50 in the last month that's insane i'm doing a deep dive into that because and it's not you don't really hear about it no you don't so if you you know yeah cases you want covered that let us know oh yeah any any suggestions you have because we're obviously going to try to cover like a lot of the big ones but we would Mm -hmm. personally i'm more interested in covering the ones that aren't as well known and don't get the the attention that they should yes me as well so yeah that's all i got do you got anything else i think that's it well thank you guys for listening we love you all bye bitches bye bitches okay you can stop the recording